This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. NFL Week 14 starts tonight. I think it's 14, right? Week 14. It is. Yeah, I think it's, I don't, I don't remember it the weeks. Is. Uh, but I do know that for many people, depending on uh, the league you're in, it's the final fantasy football regular season week. I know, big week. So, uh, yeah, it's probably a must-win week for somebody. Maybe me. Uh, I don't care. Uh, Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, Pick 6 Podcast, Super Friend, but also with the first pick pod, and we're going to start with that pod, uh, Ryan Wilson joins us on the Adam Gold Show. Thank you very much, my man. How you doing? Adam, happy holidays. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well. Let's, I'm, you and Rick Spielman, your uh, your partner in uh, in crime on that podcast, uh, Rick fascinates me. Um, and and the last time you were on, we talked about what he had to say about Caleb Williams in terms of best better prospect than anybody basically he's ever seen, other than Andrew Luck. And this we're talking about and. It's in relation to today's NFL. Maybe not a better prospect to be a quarterback than Peyton Manning, but for what today's NFL is, yes. So he's got, and you have, and you have your mock draft out. I saw the the top 10. Uh, I haven't looked at the entirety of the draft, but I saw the top 10 picks, and you have Caleb Williams one. I find it interesting that you have Drake May as the third quarterback. So behind Jaden Daniels of LSU, who's probably the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, But so tell me what you and your conversations with uh, with Rick have been like about Caleb and Jaden and Drake. Well, let's start with Drake May as my QB three. I had him going six, I believe, to the Giants. And so before I did this, because I I don't think anyone would argue that Jaden Daniels has had the best most productive college football season of yes. all three of those quarterbacks, probably. Yeah. And for different reasons, Caleb's offensive line has been terrible. Uh, there have been questions about the offense and how it's run through Drake May at UNC. And I actually like Drake May a lot. He is more than likely going to be QB two. but this was my fourth mock draft since the fall started okay. here. And I, I, I thought I'd mix it up a little bit. So I texted a couple of people in the league. I said, how crazy is it that Jaden Daniels might be considered uh, getting getting taken before Drake. And the response I got back was not crazy. I mean, it, you know, I've, I've heard crazier, basically. So I, I ran with it just to see what the, the reaction would be. Okay. <laughs> I think I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Drake May is going to be QB2. And I don't know if we talked about this last time, Alan, Adam, but what I keep coming back to with Caleb, and this has been sort of a uh, – it's gathering the, uh, steam on social media, and then you hear people talk about it on the broadcast, and the, the issue is that Caleb plays out of structure too much. Right. He does play out of structure a lot because the offensive line was a huge problem. They did have some receivers that right. can make plays. But because, you know, I'm a nerd at heart, I went and checked. And Caleb got rid of the ball in three seconds or left on 57% of his dropbacks. And when you compare that to Drake, Drake got rid of the ball three seconds or left on 62% of his dropbacks. So there's not that big a difference. Right. And I think that's just something to keep in mind as we go through this process. In terms of what Rick thinks, Rick thinks I'm absolutely crazy for not taking Drake mate. That's QB two. Like he is all in on Drake May. He has compared him to Trevor Lawrence, and that's a great Mm. comp. My comp for for Drake is a little wider than that. I think high end Trevor. I think low end Daniel Jones. That's the spectrum that you're on, and that's not necessarily uh, (laughs) an indictment. But I think the the message and one that's recurring theme that we talk about every week on the podcast, and I'm sure you do too, on the radio show, Adam, is that. Look, man, you can put Bryce Young in Carolina, but you have to do it with the understanding that he is going to struggle with no offensive line, no wide receivers, uh, a, a 
uh, ownership and front office in turmoil based on the, the story yeah. around the athletic yesterday. And But if you surround them with people that can help them, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, then perhaps you have a chance. That's the same conversation for Drake. That's the same conversation for Caleb or any other quarterback that ends up going in the first round. You know, it's funny because I, 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 I did want to get to the Young versus Stroud debate here because we are um, – so I'll, I'll just kind of preface it. I, mean, I do want to go back to the other quarterbacks, but we're so – results box score oriented that all we see cj stroud putting up monster numbers blah blah oh my gosh the panthers lost the draft when i don't believe it's fair look cj stroud might be the better quarterback i'm not trying to say anything otherwise and certainly by production right now go oh my gosh i understand why people say that but i don't believe for a second that bryce young has had a single chance to be even mildly successful here. there's They can't protect him. They haven't... Last week was the first time they even flashed anything close to a running game. He has the only receiver he's got to throw to that he knows where he's going to be is Adam Thielen. And all of his best throws have gone to Adam Thielen, every single one of them. I, I just don't know how anybody can succeed given that. And yeah, ownership matters. I just don't think we can judge anything about Bryce Young until he has competence around him. You want a great example, Adam? Hey, let's go to Green Bay and look at Jordan Love, who sat on the bench for a couple years. Mm -hmm. He got off to a little rocky start this year. Oh, look at that. He's coming around. He had a chance to learn the offense. He wasn't forced into the role. He didn't have terrible players around him, unable to lift that offense around him. And I'm not trying to disrespect the Carolina Panthers, but when you look around the league, they are deficient in a lot of areas compared to other teams. And I think patience is something, as you pointed out, that fans don't have. Some owners don't have. And here's something else that Some Rick and I talked David about. David Tepper doesn't have. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to name names. That's fine. But here's something else that Rick and I talked about, Adam. If C.J. Stroud were just having an average rookie quarterback season and he looked like uh, Anthony Richardson did before he got hurt or maybe some of the other quarterbacks have had to play, Frank Reich might still have his job. Because I think what happened is David Tepper looked over his shoulder and said, wait a second, uh, this is going – they're going off down in Houston. Why aren't we doing the same thing? And you could argue again, uh, the front office and the drafting – the coaching, D'Amico mm-hmm. Ryans, the offensive coordinator they brought in, and Bobby Slowick, and then C.J. Stroud, to not take anything away from him, is playing absolutely out of his mind, as you have noted. Those players around him have stepped up. The offensive line was banged up, but they were able to protect him. The playmakers on the outside have helped him, and, and you talk about it, and Rick and I go through every single snap of the rookie quarterbacks, Bryce, C.J., and, and Will Levis now, and we're having the same conversations that you're talking about. Like it, w- Bryce doesn't have a chance. Has Bryce no played chance. great? No. He has not. But there are glimpses that you see from Alabama that you would like to see more consistently, and that just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, again, I think he is in, in – in a lot of ways, I think he is similar to Brock Purdy in that he anticipates oh, yeah. uh, throws, right? I, I think he's that type of a quarterback. And when you don't know where your wide receivers are going to be, he doesn't trust him. He, he just doesn't. I go back to the game against the, the Falcons in the opener. I think an argument could be made, and Bryce took the zero for it. I think an argument could be made that the two interceptions, uh, and I forget the guy, the same guy who uh, intercepted them both. Uh, Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates. Both interceptions could have been the receiver wasn't where he was supposed to be. And I think at that point, I can absolutely think, uh, I can't trust that guy. I can't with I can't trust Jonathan Minko. I can't, can't trust Terrace Marshall, whoever the receivers were. I, I can absolutely see that. All right. Um, I, I don't I don't want to feel like I'm crazy, but people, again, they look at box scores 
And, oh, they clearly lost the draft. And, by the way, the folks at the four-letter network don't help us any because that's all they do is they sit every day and bang on. Like, the Panthers can get banged on for a lot of reasons. Uh, But Bryce Young, I don't believe, is one of them. But I want to get back to Caleb Williams real quick. Off-platform throws, uh, unstructured offense. Aren't we describing Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, quarterbacks like that, Joe Burrow to a, to a large extent, that make play Josh Allen, that make a lot of plays when everything breaks down? Don't you want that? Yeah, and I think that's we got to have something to talk about because the draft is until April 25th, Adam. <laughs> and I think part of the other issue is that there's been some pushback, fair or not, that Caleb's dad's going to be involved. And I've right. had a scout tell me, think LeVar Ball. Uh, oh, really? They, he paints sneak- his fingernails. Oh, he he's, sneaker he's, brand. He, he he's <laughs> talked about you know maybe Caleb doesn't come out this year. This is back in the, in the fall okay. in September. Uh, maybe want ownership stake in in the team. Like stuff that you're like, okay, listen, let, let's dial it back a few notches here, and that's going to play into it. And I've I've had teams tell me that it's a concern. I've had other teams tell me that he can be quote unquote managed, and that's not necessarily a conversation you want to have about a player's relatives but right. again that's that's where we are i think that plays into it because i mean there's no one squeakier clean than drake may we know his family yeah. and all the success they've had athletically and, and the type of people they are and and that that means something you know by the way drake is 6'4 230 whatever he is and he looks like he was built in a quarterback factory. <laughs> so all those things are going to be taken into consideration but in terms of strictly what you see on the field there is no doubt in my mind that Caleb Williams is a special, special talent. And can he play in structure? Yeah, he can. Does he do it a lot? Not as often as maybe an NFL team would like. But to your point, the things he does out of structure, one other person on planet Earth can do it, maybe two. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And if you want to be convinced that he can play inside a structured offense, watch this very last game of college against UCLA, and they have a bunch of dudes in that defense. A couple of them are going to get drafted in the first round. And he was in structure and on time consistently because otherwise he would have gotten hit in the mouth. And I think that's where you start the conversation. And then you look at all the other work he did on the field. The off-field stuff will take care of itself in terms of the interviews and and how teams deal with that. But in terms of the the way he plays football, I don't know how you can't love what he brings to a team. Yeah, I also, if I'm an NFL franchise, if I – I mean, he's he's going to be a professional. I mean, what dad says or how dad acts – I, I, it's just not even a concern Un, unless I have two players who are identical, in which right. case I'll go, well, l- let me, let me eliminate the headache, but there's obviously not two players who are identical. I've heard this final thing for you, Ryan Wilson. We haven't talked to any NFL football <laughs> for this week and that's fine uh, because we're, we're going to have an absolute derp fest at quarterback tonight. <laughs> Uh, look, I hope Mitch Trubisky plays well because I assume it's going to be Trubisky and Mac Jones. I hope Mitch plays well. I hope the Steelers win. I'd love to see the Steelers make the playoffs again. I'm a huge Mike Tomlin fan. Um, the the thing about uh, Williams for me, people have said that Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud were better prospects or are still better prospects than Williams or May or even Jaden Daniels. How would you react to that? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuder with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? 
really there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. No, if Caleb came out in last year's draft, if he were eligible, he'd have been the, the first quarterback taken. I mean, the issue with Bryce, of course, is the size. CJ, we didn't know how athletic he was until that Georgia game. People in the building knew, but you can say that to, to scouts and media mm -hmm. folk, and you're not going to believe it until you see it. And I think we undersold how good CJ actually was. He was the most accurate passer in last year's draft right. class. Bryce was close behind. But Caleb does so many things that very few people on earth can do. And by the way, I talked about his dad. Caleb is a competitor. And one of the pushbacks we got was, well, he was making faces at the Notre Dame game. He wasn't into it. He cried when they lost the game late in the season. What's wrong uh, with that? That's because he wants to win. I don't hate that. That's what I want in a quarterback. Yeah. What's wrong? He cried, cried when he lost. What? <laughs> What's wrong with that? He didn't cry when they took uh, his lunch away. Right? Right. They wanted to win a game. I have why People get upset or they... I uh, draw meaning from the silliest things. Uh, Ryan Wilson, you are awesome. I appreciate your time always, sir. Thank you, Adam. Have a good one, brother. You got it. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, Pick 6 podcast moderator. I've heard that way too much because, the, the, because this is the context of it as it pertains to what the Panthers did this past draft, which is why I was saying it at the time and it became even more apparent, and this is not a Bryce Young problem. I think Bryce Young is going to be a very good quarterback in this league, and he may even turn out to be better than C.J. Stroud. Calm your jets, everybody. I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying he might. We have no clue. We have no clue about either quarterback. It certainly looks like C.J. Stroud is going to be really good and good for him and good for the Texans. But, boy, you cannot possibly judge Bryce Young based on what has happened this year. You can't do it. Unless you decide, I choose to be completely unfair. In which case, I can't help you. But there is no question that last year was not the draft to go from 9 to 1. No question. And when you have as many things to address in your uh, on your roster, especially on the offensive side of the ball, but I would argue on both sides of the ball, when you have so many holes to give up assets for the second consecutive year for a quarterback, Matt Corral, that is management malpractice at its finest. And that was the point. Last year was not the draft to go from 9 to 1. This year was the draft to go from 9 to 1. Take last year's draft, get as much draft capital as you could, and build your team, and then plop the quarterback into it. Even if you're not completely built, this would have been the year to do it. Caleb Williams is that guy. He is. Drake May might also be that guy. I don't know how Jaden Daniels translates to the NFL. And I think uh, through uh, our conversation with Ryan Wilson, he believes that Drake is ultimately the second-best quarterback in this draft. But, man, last year wasn't the year to do it. There's, We'll find out over time, I guess, but 
Caleb Williams, that dude is going to be different. Just different. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.